don't outsource from the get-go. The hard thing with this space is often people have more budget than maybe like, let's say someone that's starting like a candle business. So they default to, I'm just going to hire someone. And this industry, people will charge a lot of money for like really generic work. So it's not necessarily getting you anywhere. And I really think for you to understand your clients fully being on the ground, doing the content, even if it's slower, right? If you're doing a post a week, but you're the one in there, you can always outsource later, but you need to be in and get a feel because what you experience on social is actually going to change the other parts of your business. It might change how you structure like your calls with clients, your website, because you get this really intimate space to get to know them. It can dictate a lot of things you do from there. So I would say don't outsource until you're like really confident of like, this is my voice. This is how my community recognizes me. And then if you want to, sure. But if you go out from the start and just let someone run with it, likely end up wasting a lot of money because it is just generic stuff that's not really doing anything and you lose that feedback from your community. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Today's show, I have Mallory Rowan. Mallory is a serial entrepreneur and has a fantastic business using social media, 37,000 followers on TikTok and 115,000 on Instagram and helps people build their social media up. Before we jump into this episode, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy to use for the borrower. And once they finish the application, they automatically get sent a list of the documents they need and a portal to upload them. We've found that more and more clients are actually uploading the documents right after submission because they're looking at them when they're filling out the app. If you want to use a system that is awesome for borrowers as well as brokers, check out lendescom slash Finmo and check out this conversation with Mallory. Hey, Mallory, welcome back to the show. So today I want to ask you questions about your best four or five tips that you have for somebody who's using social media and getting really tactical about it. So maybe before we do that, just give me a quick background on yourself and then we'll jump right into your tips and your tricks. For sure. I've always used social to build my businesses. So my first business was a product business. It was powerlifting apparel. And then from that, I decided to help other business owners really use social media and online marketing for their businesses to get in front of the right people. And I also run a real estate team with my partner and we've used Instagram primarily as our main lead generation there. Right. Awesome. So now give me your like top five tips that you can think of for somebody who's like, okay, I get this. I'm finding my authentic voice. I Mm -hmm. figured out how to do the time management. Listen to the last couple of episodes we did, but what are your tips and tricks for getting the most out of it? I would say the biggest question I would ask in this industry is why should someone follow me 365 days a year, every year as a mortgage broker? We tend to fall into just, you know, we talk about these customer personas, which is really great, but we think about people when they're maybe just buying or refinancing or renewing, but we don't really look at like, what would be a reason to follow me all the time, right? So how can you continue the learning? How can you make it interesting? What are you providing on a regular basis that they go like, oh, I really enjoy staying in touch with this person? Because if you can get them to stay with you, that's going to also build your referral network of these people. You're always top of mind, right? If they open Instagram and they see Scott there, they're going to be like, okay, well, just remember my friend needs a mortgage. I'm going to refer Scott. Right, right. So can you give me an example of either your own account or one of your partners or one of your clients of yeah. how they do this? Because you're right, our product is a very short window. It's not like something you're thinking when you talk about your powerlifting apparel. It's something you could buy, you know, yeah, hey, I want to get more apparel. Like, you're not going to do a mortgage. It could be three years. 
So if somebody has that type of product or that type of service, give me some very specific examples of where you see people do this well. So one example with our real estate team is we are really trying to make it like an Ottawa page. So we share events in our city. We share like small businesses that you should support. Again, sharing small businesses is also like a value signal of saying like, hey, this is a thing that we care about. So it has that added impact. But we mix in education around maybe first time buying or buying a second property or what to do when your mortgage is up. But mixing in that community aspect, definitely with a mortgage broker, when you can go countrywide too, there's a lot you can do there of you could speak to real estate in different markets, right? You can tie in those community angles that are more specific to your customer persona so that you're not just like constantly saying like, get a mortgage, get a mortgage, get a mortgage. Get a, yeah. And even though I don't need a mortgage for three years, so why would I talk? Yeah. Okay. So when you talk about the events, so let's get really tactical. So would you put that in your story or if you're trying to promote, say, a local event that's coming up, is that going to go right in your post? So let's think of Instagram, maybe it's just an yeah. example, but would that be like a post or would it be a story or a reel? What would you do there? So for us as a tactical example, it would be a mix. So every Friday we do a weekend lineup and it's either like places in the city to explore. So it might just be like an ice cream shop or we'll do things to do. And that's where we could feature like a specific event happening that weekend. We'll also do roundup posts. So it will be usually a carousel where we just did one that there was top 100 restaurant list in Canada and eight of them were in Ottawa. So we did a roundup post where each one featured the restaurant, they're tagged in the caption. And then the great thing with those two is you can also turn them into blog posts on your website. So you can start getting SEO traction for specific cities. So even as a mortgage broker, you could have a whole community page that was like small businesses across Canada. And that will definitely build your SEO over time where people are landing on your website, even when they were just searching for like Ottawa events. Right. Love both of these. So maybe if you can make sure that you send those to my producers so sure. we can put links to that, because I think it's always good to see it. So basically a Friday, like weekend lineup. So yeah. that would be like, hey, there's a concert happening or there's this thing at the park. And is that again, is that going to be in the story or is that going to be in the actual feed? Where yeah. That? The weekend lineup would be in stories. And then when we do more of a roundup of like the roundups, for example, in February, we did like black owned businesses in Ottawa. This month we did queer owned businesses in Ottawa. So those are carousel posts where you can swipe through them. Right. And in terms of the tactic of switching up content types, maybe talk about that for a second. So what is your strategy? You know, again, people listening, you have to find what works, but what do you yeah. generally recommend in terms of carousels versus reels versus posts versus you, yeah. you know, cold cards or whatever, what sort of mix usually works or you think is good? I would say that's where you want to lean into how you can show up better for your mix. For me, I'm probably right now like 50-50 video and carousels. I find carousels are really having a comeback this year specifically. I think- yeah, I find it, I'm like, oh, and I've, yeah. I'm like, man, I've handed these across. I didn't even, didn't even, it's almost like you're reading a little mini blog post that's been chopped exactly. into bite-sized chunks, right? Yeah. Well, Instagram admitted they leaned like too hard into video last year. So they've taken a step back from pushing it so hard. And I think that's given the carousels like more room to breathe. They're also, like you said, they're really easily consumable and you can swipe right through them. So I would say kind of a mix of that. I would pretty much never post just a static image. Like if you're posting one photo, it's a lost opportunity. And I think We've even had moments with our team where we go to post a photo and it makes me go, okay, well, what could we actually add if we turn this into a carousel? And then now you have a much stronger post because you're like, oh, okay, well, I was going to share, let's say this kitchen inspo photo. You're like, well, now I'm actually going to do a carousel that has eight tips for kitchen inspo. And now it's a post that's actually worth someone consuming a little bit further. They're maybe going to send it to someone. They're going to save it. They're more in on it. Right, right. It makes sense. 
And then, so what other tips would you have for somebody that wants to get better at this? I've actually, at the end of this, if it's okay with you, I'm going to get you to pull up my Instagram and give you feedback because I'm literally brand new at it. You can give me brutal honesty, be like, that's terrible, Scott. Like, what are you thinking? If you're okay with that, I think that would be yeah. pretty useful. But what other tips would you have for somebody that is, you know, very tactical stuff? I would say right now, actually, the metrics you should care the most about would be bookmarks and sends. So the little share icon, it's going to count anyone that shared it publicly in their story, but also just DM'd it to a friend. And then the bookmark is people who save it to come back to it. I would say if you focus on those two metrics, you will automatically make better content because when you go to post something, you might go, wait, why would somebody even save this? Or why would they send it to someone? Like that example of the kitchen inspo. Okay. We have one photo. That's like a 1% chance that people are going to share it. But let's say you had 10 photos of really different kitchens and your caption was like, which one would you pick? Now I have a reason to swipe through. I have a reason to send it to a friend. Right. Okay. So bookmarks and sends are the two things, not views or likes or any of those things. Those are not things that are the most thing to focus on. No, because I think shares and bookmarks is going to tell you whether you're providing value to people because somebody might aimlessly like something, but they're not aimlessly bookmarking it or sending it to a friend. It's a really intentional decision. And so when we're focusing on not this surface level metrics of like a like and a view, the bookmarks, I would much rather, let's say, have like on a small scale, like 10 people bookmark it than 50 likes, because that means like 10 people read this and went, this is really good and really resonated with me. And I'm going to save it to come back to it. So that speaks louder volumes. And I don't have this like confirmed, but off my own testing, I think those metrics matter more on Instagram right now. I think they're really reflecting content that gets pushed out. That's what I've been leaning into. And like, like I have a post that has 170,000 bookmarks right now and it just keeps going. Okay, what is the post? That's actually the one I mentioned to you earlier, the five books that helped me hit a million dollar net worth. Really? That's cool. Yeah, the thing I when I think about bookmarks, it's something that you're doing off the social platform. So it's a kitchen off that you're gonna build a kitchen. You're going to these books, I'm not gonna read them on Instagram, but if I may want to find it again, so I've got to save it. Like I noticed the things that I save is usually something, it could be like an AI tool. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Yes. I don't want to lose it. And then, Recipes, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. Something exactly. that you're like, that you're going to do. And then for me, with the way I share is I, it's like, oh, I resonate with this. I recently had somebody posted something and I liked it and I just went to share it. And then I crossed out, they were talking about entrepreneurs and I put in mortgage agents. And I was basically like, what this person said yeah. is the same for what we do. So it's sort of like my way of like, you know, jumping on their yes. bandwagon. And so that worked well. What other tips do you have for somebody who wants to get better at social? like actually show up as in show your face and use your voice. So even, you know, if you're nervous about being on camera, start by, let's say you're filming something else, but at least your voice is in the clip, right? Like if it's on stories, start using your voice more and start using your face because that's going to really build the trust. The biggest thing I've noticed in the real estate and mortgage space is you need to build that trust ahead of time. It's going to like speed up the process and land you higher quality clients because they are ready to go. I find with my partner all the time, he can get through a deal a lot faster because his clients are so coachable because there's that trust. So there's already, they already trust them. Yeah. 
Exactly. You've probably heard it with realtors too, where they're like, oh, I got to put in an offer, but I know we're not going to get it, but my clients need to like lose this one so that they learn, right? We can skip a lot of that because he can go, if you want this house, this is what we have to do. And they are on board because they've had such a long lead up of trusting him through social. So I think that comes with showing your face and showing your voice because that really helps when somebody meets you. It's just like a check mark of like, oh yes, this is the person I've been following online. Whereas if you're really not present, you might show up and they're like, oh, this is like not who I expected. And then there's more of a disconnect. Right. I remember there's a guy that I follow online who's a podcast. And then I was at this thing and I saw him and I almost ran up to him to be like, and wait a second, like, he doesn't know me. Like yeah. I, at first I, I felt like, because I felt like we have this relationship, but it's one-sided because I've consumed so much of their content. And then I was like, hold on, I got to actually like say, hey, I'm a big fan. Like it was such a strong, compelling that I had to stop myself from assuming yeah. that they knew who I, I mean, who would know. I was like, I don't know who the heck you are, buddy. So that's the power of using, you know, this type of content marketing and social selling, essentially, if you're not selling, but you're building your relationships in advance. What would yeah. be like one last tip or trick that you'd recommend? Then I'm going to get you to give me a, 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 you know, God's honest review of like, what would be one or two things I could do better on my Instagram? The last thing I would say is like, don't outsource from the get-go. The hard thing with this space is often people have more budget than maybe like, let's say someone that's starting like a candle business. So they default to, I'm just going to hire someone. And this industry, people will charge a lot of money for like really generic work. So it's not necessarily getting you anywhere. And I really think for you to understand your clients fully being on the ground, doing the content, even if it's slower, right? If you're doing a post a week, but you're the one in there, you can always outsource later, but you need to be in and get a feel because what you experience on social is actually going to change the other parts of your business. It might change how you structure like your calls with clients, your website, because you get this really intimate space to get to know them. It can dictate a lot of things you do from there. So I would say don't outsource until you're like really confident of like, this is my voice. This is how my community recognizes me. And then if you want to, sure. But if you go out from the start and just let someone run with it, likely end up wasting a lot of money because it is just generic stuff that's not really doing anything and you lose that feedback from your community right yeah and you're not doing the same okay so if you pull up my instagram and yeah i'll get you to have a look at it you can share the screen too that'd be great for this purposes of this and then just give me like a couple things you would do to improve it and i know that it's not great because i literally just started this and it's, ago, so. it's just like your scott peckford account right? yeah i think it's just my name yeah so the biggest thing I would say out the gate is like, I want to see your face more in this photo. Also, you look kind of like focused and concerned. So it's like, if you're serious, that's fine. But like, let's make it more of like a headshot type. I would say it's like a mom photo. You know how moms love taking a close up photo of your face? Like, I want to be able to see you. Also think about that's going to show up when people see stories over their feed. So I don't really get to see you much. So already right here, I don't have a feel for you, right? Right. So okay, that's good. Yeah, we want our face in at least every six posts. So if I'm landing on your profile, it's there and it's also there. I would also elaborate on your bio more. We don't have a link. So a link would be really great, whether that's to a contact form, to your website, whatever it might be. Uh, give me a little Jeez. bit more. <laughs> There's nothing there. It's terrible. You can tell, like I got like 90 posts or right? I'm just getting the hang of this. So yeah, uh, okay, but it's yeah, all that's good. a good point though. Yeah. Your name bar is also a good opportunity where you could add something. So it could be like Canadian mortgages, something that's more searchable in a name bar beside your name can be really good. You can also add a little personality here. So let's say you're like 
I don't know, like hockey dad or something like that, right? There's like a little room for that to add a bit of personality. Definitely the link. I would, as a phase two, add highlights. So give us our basic highlights of like, you know, if it's Canada's fastest growing mortgage brokerage, cool. Like, tell me more about that. So I have one maybe about the mortgage brokerage. I have one maybe about you. That's where you could get a little more personal. So if I could click this and learn like some fun facts about you and be like, oh, wow, we're like both from out West or, you know, we right. both grew up with dogs, that kind of stuff. Right. And then, okay. Yeah, I would definitely say no pictures of me. I had like a photo that was, I, you know, you make fun of realtors, no offense to your partner, but they'd have a photo from like 15 years when you meet them. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, what have you been doing? And, and then I did that. I had like one photo that I've been using and everybody's like, you got to fix that, man. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know. Shoot, I got to do that. So that's something I need to work on. And would you do like a bunch of photos, like have somebody do a, a whole bunch of shots that you could then use in different things? Or how would you recommend there? Yeah, like if you could do one to two photo shoots where you get like, like more, I call it like a lifestyle shoot, like you in your office and just like change it up. Like you have a phone, you have a notebook, you have a laptop. Those are things you can like use more. And then because of the way video has come up, like now there is a lot more room for it to just be like iPhone quality stuff. So like a great example would be a video where you're just typing on a computer and you're in the background, but there's text on screen. Like that's a really great way to keep showing face, but you didn't even have to talk on camera. It's just you behind. Right. Okay. And then the other thing I'd say is it's good to have like brand continuity, but if we go too hard into templates, then it people kind of become numb to it, right? So use them right. very selectively. Yeah, like this okay. is a great one of like, it's not a professional photo shoot, but I see you and I get like a real feeling of a real human with you in your car. That's awesome. Okay, I gotta do that more. Yeah. So just turn on the camera and go, right? Exactly. Okay, well, that's good. There's some stuff for me to work on. So if anybody watching this, when you go check out my Instagram, I'll, we'll have it up. So yeah. then it's like, it's not, you know, it's a little better than it was. Thank you for that. So then if anybody's listening to this and they're like, hey, this has been an awesome hour. Thanks for your time. Where can they find you to get some more like coaching or support on this type of thing? Yeah, you can reach out to me through my website or Instagram at Mallory Rowan or MalloryRowan.com. I'm on TikTok as well. You just can't DM there, but you can send me a message on Instagram and I'm happy to chat. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mallory. Really appreciate your time and even your advice on my account of things that I need to fix, which I will get done very soon. Thank you. No worries. Hey, thanks again for listening to that conversation with Mallory. Hopefully you picked up a couple ideas for your mortgage business. If you are looking for more content that can help you in your mortgage business, go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com. We have a free power search tool where you can literally keyword search every episode that we've done. I think just more than 500 of them now and jump right to the spot where we talk about any of these topics that you want to talk about, whether it's social media, whether it's AI, and you can listen to those and learn and do research for your mortgage business. Check it out. And thanks again for listening to this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.